Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right, here we go. Tuesday edition, Tuesday edition of the Taz Show coming at you right now. Streaming and screaming. Live, live, Taz talking at you right now, kids. You're damn right. We are streaming live right now at TazShow.com. So thank you if you're listening or watching there. You also can um, watch the video on demand at TazShow.com or check out the podcast version of the show every day. Podcast version of the show every day. At uh, TuneIn, Spotify, iTunes, and stuff like that. So we will get into some Raw here shortly, kind of quickly, to be honest. I got a lot of thoughts on Monday Night Raw from last night. I have thoughts on, in no particular order, uh, the first segment of Raw last night when when Brock Lesnar came out. So I have some thoughts on that. I have some thoughts on the Hardy Boys, and I have thoughts on uh, the Miz's promo. Thoughts on that. And I also have thoughts on Brooklyn. We go hard. Do we really? I don't know. I don't know if they're going hard anymore. They're Brooklyn audience. I'm going to talk about that in this episode of the Taz Show. Maybe if we have time later, some spitballing with sports. Uh, I'm going to get into house cleaning right here in a second or two. But if you want to call the show, you can do that. It's a very simple process. You guys know the drill. Attention hotline fans. That's an 866-475-2948. That is 866-475-2948. So uh, we will get rocking and a rolling into house cleaning if we can do that in a five, four, three. Test one, two. Two, one. It's time for Taz to do some house cleaning, tidying up all the schmutz and other bullshit on the Taz Show. All right, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody who watched or listened the post-game show of SummerSlam that I did on CBS Sports Radio and all those CBS radio stations. Uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, rumor has it the numbers are awesome. Uh, I appreciate you guys supporting the show and checking out uh, my show, that post-spectacular, uh, I will call it. Now. How about that? That post-game show, Spectacular. Yes, that's what it's called. So thanks for that, guys. I appreciate it. Much love. And uh, I thank you, everybody, at CBS uh, Sports Radio, at CBS Radio in general, and at WFAM for opening the doors and the hospitality of... Mr. Chernoff and Mr. Spitz down there. So thank you so much for that. Uh, much appreciated. And uh, whose studio were we in? Were you in uh, Tiki and Tierney's studio? I think so, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, CBS Sports Radio studio. Fancy Dan, as I call it, the penthouse. That son bitch was nice. Oh, man, it was nice. Well, we did the big bamboozle on Friday in the big boy studio here. Then I did the Tiki and Tierney Fancy Dan studio on Sunday. And now, back in the old gimmick clubhouse, Shithouse Jones. Okay, there it is again. Ah, I see what's going on. You see what's going on? 
you've got some editing to do. <laughs> Someone's messing with the sound effects store. Ah. I'm going to curse badly and I'm going to use an F-bomb. And it's coming in 321. Someone's fucking with the sound effects store, Dennis. That is grounds for getting your ass kicked. That's not good. You understand that? I do. I'm a little curious. Myself. Where is Wolverine? He's supposed to watch over this shit. I haven't seen that friggin' dog in three weeks. He's running out humping female dogs somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. Only prick. Pardon my French. There was an eclipse yesterday. I didn't see shit. I looked out the window. I didn't see nothing, dude. I went out in my yard. I looked up. I didn't see nothing. I put on TV. And there's this friggin' moon. There's a sun behind it. Looks like a, like a tribal tattoo. I'm like, wow, that's really wild. And I go outside, and the sun is blessed, and it's 90 degrees. I didn't see shit. So there's your eclipse talk. Whole thing's a friggin' work. Did you see it? I did not look at the eclipse. Well, I did, did you don't? Did you did you did you get dark where you were? Uh, I had work yesterday, so I was kind of confined. No one cares. Well, I'll tell you this: I didn't see shit, bro. And I don't think it even happened. I think the whole thing's a work. Yeah, I believe that. I'm an American. The folks in Wyoming, they're Americans, so they get to see it in Idaho and Nebraska. But I don't care. But we can't see it here. I can understand Jersey not seeing it because all the shit in the air. But over here, come on. Half a totality, wasn't that what Katie yeah. called it? Oh, listen, no, forget her. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Nerd. That word totality was on the <laughs> news. That's that's like the big word. That's the buzzword. The past round of totality. Oh, it's in the totality. It's in the totality. Shut up! I'll wait seven years. I'll look at the eclipse then. Yeah, they made it sound like it's going to be back in seven years. They made it sound like this was like once in a lifetime. The last one was in 1918. Who gives a shit? I don't care. <clears throat> you know, there's a new uh, E5L shirt that dropped. Then it's the one I wore on the special on Sunday. You're aware of it. I like that transition. Read that graphic. Oh, that a boy. Thank you, uh, Anthony. Very well done. Even though it's the wrong graphic, but thanks for that. Because the shirt's not black. That's okay. Leave it up there, Ant. The shirt is not black, but you used uh, a graphic that's old. It's finally here. Fifth quarter city. That's right. E5. Well, he right now, Anthony's bitching and moaning about me behind my back, isn't he? He's said one word. Actually. Oh, he's pissed. I know he is. I don't care if he's pissed. The shirt's not black, folks. The shirt is a charcoal gray. Uh, with an orange distressed ink. Along with, uh, you know, with uh, white ink in it. Please, uh, uh, the, you know, the video team, uh, pay, pay attention to Taz's social media. He posts uh, new uh, graphics and designs all the time. Let's stay on top of that, guys. And stop mailing it in. How about that? We'll do that, too. That's good. Okay, frig everybody. Uh, tomorrow and Thursday, uh, good news for Dennis and Anthony. You know why? There are no shows tomorrow, uh, Taz show, and Thursday. That's right. Yes. There will be no show. I'm having surgery tomorrow. Uh, nerve damage Jones. We're going to cut the hand open right here, and we're going to go up the wrist. We're going to go in there with some machines and fix this guy's nerve damage. Maybe. That's what I'm being told. We'll see. Um, so I'm like, wait a minute. You're going you're gonna, to hold on. Wait a second. So you're going to cut me open. You're going to drug me up. You're going to go in there with all these tools, and you're going to operate on me, and you don't even know what's going to happen. I'm in. Can't wait. 
Yeah. No Mike Johnson today either. No Mike Johnson today. Too busy today. Uh, Mike had things to do. Uh, we got too much to do here. So no Mike Johnson on the PW Insider. That will not happen today. Not happening. Sorry if you're a big Johnson fan. That <laughs> was funny. If you're a Mike Johnson fan, it's not happening. Not today. Sorry. <laughs> I must be. I popped myself on that. Is there anything left? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did he, he laugh? Dude? He doesn't do an open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if he opens his mouth, you can hear him through he, my head. He's very reserved. That's that's his reason. He's yeah, becoming oh. more classic. You don't know. <laughs> now you got an open mouth. <laughs> no off the hooks either, Dennis. There's no off the hooks this week. That's right. This is no time. There's, there's limited shows here. Is that going to warrant an applause? I uh, like off the hooks. Just testing it. Yes, that's the SES. I got hot earlier, bro. What did I get mad about? Sound effects store was acting up. And the eclipse. That really well, burned yeah, the, my yeah, ass. Certainly that, the eclipse. That really burned my ass. All right, Raw. There you go. Thanks. There goes your, uh, there goes your what do you call it? Your house cleaning. So, yeah, I watched Raw. Yep. I watched. How much did you watch of it? How many percentage? What was the percentage you watched? Uh, <laughs> I missed. The opening I need segment, percentage, sir. I'm, I I'm need percentage. trying to do math, so it's three hours. I don't have all day. It's a two-hour show. I would say 87% of Raw. Oh, I watched uh, actually 89.8%, so uh -huh. I beat you again. So, yeah, I, I, that's right. I, I'm uh, very competitive. So, you know, I, the first segment, uh, I, I, Paul came out and cut a really good promo, no doubt. Uh, I, I always, always love seeing Lesnar. I'm a big Brock fan, so why not? Um, I have no problem what, what they did here, right? Uh, except for a couple little nuanced things. Uh, what I'm saying is what they did, this segment was designed for one thing, folks, and one thing only, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. It was to make uh, Braun Strowman, and they did that. They made Braun a killer. He just basically flattened Brock, right? We didn't see him the rest of the show, right? Because I conked out later in the show. We Correct. Didn't see him, right. That was part of that other 12% I missed. But um, the thing is, that this segment was all about Braun, 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 Braun. Let's make Braun. Let's make Braun. And to be honest, uh, the main event, which I enjoyed of SummerSlam, that were, a huge chunk of it was about making Braun. So you know, I think they're doing a good job. WWE making this guy the man, and I'm sure we're gonna see Brock versus Braun. Uh, Braun, almost called Braun. Brock versus um, Braun Strowman. Strowman at the uh, what's the next big show? The Survivor Series. No Mercy is the next uh, no, raw, the, raw paper. Happen, oh, Survivors. Yeah. yeah, oh, no, they announced it. Did uh, they? That must be that 12% I missed. They. Yeah, they, they had a graphic. Um, Braun versus Brock at No Mercy. No Mercy, yeah. Wow. Oh, no, maybe they'll do something. I don't five know. Five weeks away, they I thought say. they were. Oh, that's why it's five weeks. I thought it was closer than that. Okay, my bad. Um, I don't really pay attention when their shows are. I just react to them. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, here's my problem with this segment. Um. I, look, this is my thing. If you listen to the announcing, namely Corey Graves in this deal here, when Brock comes out, Corey basically says, um, and I'm going to paraphrase here a lot, he basically says, Brock, look at Brock, he's got to be feeling the effects of uh, what happened in the main event. Oh, my God, it was brutal. They show B-roll, right? Stretcher Jones, him getting stretched out, all this stuff. The table being flipped on him. Uh, Braun comes out. I don't remember if Corey said the same thing there. He said it later on about, about Roman Reigns. Um, maybe even Samoa Joe. Here's my thing, and it's all consistent with my problem. Tape. 
T-A-P-E, adhesive, white, tape, athletic trainer, tape. You got to have these guys wearing tape. <laughs> tape something. Tape a shoulder. Have one guy tape an elbow. Have one guy tape his ribs. Something. Let me see. And it's not Corey's fault. Corey's doing the right thing. He's setting the table. And he's telling you these guys are feeling the effects. We got to see the effects. The company, somebody's got to say, look at these guys need to be taped up. That was a hellacious war. That was a battle. That main event was intense. Just get some tape. Brock's lower back, some, not a back brace. Tape around his ribs, something. You know, I, I, I understand how big and rugged and tough he is. I know the guy. He is. And I understand he took, a, he took that pounding. And he doesn't need tape for real. I got it. But for the show and to help the announcers reinforce it. Have these guys taped up. What's the big deal? Have Roman Reigns come out. You know, with his shoulder and his elbow taped up or whatever. I don't know, whatever body part. One guy would like maybe walk a little bit of a limp, something, maybe Joe. I don't know. Just show me the effects. It's the next day. It's the next day. So if it's not happening, maybe on SmackDown because you got a day to recoup in character. Maybe that. I mean, is it me nitpicking? I don't know, maybe. Maybe I am nitpicking. Maybe you think I'm nitpicking. I don't give a rat's ass if you think I'm nitpicking. I'm telling you how I felt when I watched it. Through my experience. You gotta tape these guys up. It's easy. Super easy. You feel me on this? I mean, Dennis, like, did you... I like the tape idea. It gives yeah. it like an old school, like a, almost like a barroom brawl type yeah. feel. It's like, oh man, I'm really banged up. Like the uh, Something. Tape. The... What is it? Gauze around the ribs, like gauze, rib. old school gauze with some tape on it, right? I mean, especially for those two giants, like you know, Paul's cutting his promo. Oh, great, great, he cut a great promo, awesome. Okay, but you know, and and Paul could reference the injury. It's easy. It's a layup for him. I mean, and pull up Brock's shirt. Look at his ribs. He's taped up. For, you know, something. It just, it just really, it's a good, it's a good segue out of what they these guys did on Sunday. When they literally busted their asses, all four of them. God, the easy part is have your trainers earn a few bucks and tape them up. I'm not saying mummy these guys up, M-U-M-M-Y. I'm not saying that, mummy. I'm not saying, no, I'm not talking about that. See my mummy impersonation? That's why you got to watch the video. You just missed something awesome. One-armed Jones. You ever seen mummy? You kind of look like you're doing a... Heisman. That or uh, red, red uh, what's his uh, name? Uh, oh, who? Uh, the, don't do that. That's Archie. Yeah, actually, that was not the right move. Uh, Archie Bunker. What was red? Archie Bunker. That was nineteen seventy. Yeah. Probably. What's red's Red Fox? What was? Oh, Red Fox. Oh, uh, Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. Uh, <laughs> red Fox, and all of a sudden, Red Fox just became Anthony. I know yeah, the well, voice. One and the same. Sounded similar. The voices. Uh, I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the control room. <laughs> I'll see you there, baby. Meet me at the dumpster. <laughs> I mean, but that was my my main thing there. I mean, uh, he came out. They they wanted him, Brock. I'm sorry, Bro, uh, Bron, to, to to just beat up Power Slam City. You know, Brock Lesnar. It worked. It was real good. And that beauty shot of him holding up that that Universal Title. That's what they want. That's what they wanted. 
and they got it. And then that 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 thing, I'm cool with it. I think it's great. Seriously, I got no problem. With it. Gotta just gotta have these guys taped up. And and, and definitely, um, definitely, uh, what's his name, Brock, because of what happened. You know, anything. The guy was stretched out. I have no problem with him coming back in that match on Sunday. I like it. I'll get sucked into the moment. You could work me. That's cool. I want to be worked. I want to enjoy the show. But don't insult my intelligence by not not having these guys feel the effects, show the effects. Your announcer is smart enough to tell us about the effects because Corey is doing the right thing by saying that. And trust me, as a color commentator, when you see the talent come out and they're not taped, you say to yourself, damn, and you got to watch yourself and keep your own credibility a little bit and be careful how you say it. And Corey said the right things. Because if the talent's taped up and the producer, agent of the match, or, or Vince or whoever, makes a decision that these guys should be taped up, from a commentary perspective, it makes your job so much easier and smoother and sound better. Because the talent is reinforcing what you're saying. You're telling the story and showing and talking about the effects that these guys must be feeling, but now, instead of putting a qualifier on it, what they must be feeling, you know they're feeling it because you can see what they're feeling because they're taped up, ace bandaged up, or whatever. And I'm not talking about that new fancy Dan Kenzo Kiso tape, whatever, that all these guys use now that's supposed to be cool where they put a strip here and there. I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. I don't even think that shit works. That's like the cool thing now. Put a piece of tape on my front delt, one on my back trap, and put one uh, on the side of my rectum. That sounds good. That works for me. Yes. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the Cass Enzo thing. Uh, interesting. Um, rumor has it now that uh, Cass has really injured his knee, which sucks. I feel for this guy. You know, he's about to get the, uh, a big push. It seems like they, he finally was getting this, this Enzo storyline, Dunsky, where it was going to be gone. They did this Brooklyn Street fight, which I wasn't a fan of at all. I didn't like it. I, I don't think these two guys, I mean, what they did with the cage, the shark cage on SummerSlam, meaning Enzo and Cass, for two guys that were loaded with chemistry as a team, good God almighty, they have no chemistry as, as opponents, like none. There's nothing there. And why WWE keeps trying to revisit it is beyond me. So uh, hopefully the, the more important thing is that Cass, uh, that knee, um, you know, gets, uh, hopefully it's not blown out and torn ligaments. Hopefully it's just something that maybe, you know, a scope can fix or something like that. I don't know, if you see any reports, Dennis, if anybody reported anything, or maybe Mike Johnson had something up or he talked to somebody, maybe somebody stooged something off. I hope the guy's going to be okay. Hopefully he doesn't need orthoscopic, I'm sorry, hopefully he doesn't need orth orthopedic surgery. That's when they cut you. And he just needs orthoscopic surgery. That's when they scope you, which is a lot less of, uh, you know, abrasive. Doctor out here. It's unbelievable. I'm almost the smartest doctor. Stop! Dr. Taz. Who do you got there? Uh, I'm checking out? scanning through some, some light reading. You're doing now. Give me a second. A slight pause, folks. Hold on. So, yeah, he uh, when he planted his left knee cast to give the, another big boot, it seemed like that's when he, he jolted his knee a little bit there. 
He doesn't. He's not wearing a knee brace on either knee either. I don't know if he had any knee issues. Look like what he's wearing. I'm not looking at a picture of him right now, but he was. I, if I can remember correctly, he's wearing knee pads on each knee, and under those knee pads are a neoprene sleeve. A lot of guys wear a neoprene sleeve because it's tight, and they wear those either on their knee or an elbow to keep your joint tight. If maybe you have any tendonitis or arthritis or soreness, it helps keep that going. So there's a little inside baseball for you. you know what I'm saying. They had uh, ringside physician Dr. Chris Robinson said after the match, it's hard to tell what the extent of the injury is, but we're going to send him to get an MRI tomorrow and mm-hmm. figure that out. So tom- tomorrow will be today. Not Correct. today. Got it. Uh, Valerie in Richmond, Virginia, you are on the Taz Show. What's going on? Hi, Taz. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Talk to me. What's going on? I just wanted to call and say good luck on your surgery tomorrow. I had hand surgery recently, and I know that it's no joke. So be oh. safe and good luck. I'm sure everything will be good. But hold on, you just made me feel worse by saying that. I mean, you said that you, you said it was no joke. Now you make me feel horrible. Thank you, first off, but now you kind of making me. I'm a little paranoid. Like, what, what do you mean it's no joke? I, they told me I'll be okay. What's going on? No, I just thought that it was going to be like this really like easy thing, and it turns out like. It was real. It was like full-on surgery, like putting me under. Oh, God uh, I almighty. had to go to physical therapy for like 12 weeks. I don't have 12 weeks. I'm busy. I got to do the Taz show. What did you have done, ma'am? Please. What did you have done? Um, I cut the tendon in my pinky finger, and so they had to reattach it. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, mine's a little different. I have like a dead nerve uh, that's coming from my neck in my... It's almost like a carpal tunnel syndrome surgery type thing, but amplified, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, well, well, I, Valerie, uh, thanks, I guess, um, and I appreciate you calling. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, Everything's going to be awesome. All right, thank you. <laughs> in, in 12 weeks. Right, got it. I understand. Uh, all right, Valerie, thanks. All kidding aside, I appreciate you calling. Thanks so much. Bye. All right, I think we lost her. Take care, Valerie. That was nice. She was definitely on the road. Either that, or she works in a fan factory. Ha ha ha! The jokes are coming on this Tuesday. Oh yeah, you damn right. That was a beauty. Fans running around like me. Yep. I'm getting a little nervous with all that noise, and then she's telling me, "Don't worry, you'll be fine." In four months. Crap. To do the show. I, I can't take that many days off. Mr. Mr. Pimento, he find me in a heartbeat. He would not be thrilled. He's already pissed. He's going off. Excuse me, sir? Cutting promos, cursing me out. Well, again, speaking of surgery, hopefully, uh, hopefully Cass is going to be okay. Hopefully it's nothing bad. Maybe he just tweaked it and buckled his knee bad. You know, and hopefully he didn't tear anything. I mean, who knows? Um, he is a big guy, so a lot of times, you know, if you're the bigger you are, the more you know your joints got to support that weight and that height that the guy has, because he is a, the, the dude is damn near seven foot. If he's not seven foot, I never met him, but he looks massive. So, um, you know, sucks when you see that happen to someone. But um, the street fight itself, which just wasn't, just didn't work for me. It just didn't. It just wasn't there. Just these guys just don't have <clears throat> they just don't have chemistry. It's just my opinion. It just it just just not there. It's just not. 
Then we saw Nia beat up Emma, which was kind of just a throwaway. Where, I got to be honest, I really felt like what I pitched out here on the air, free consulting Jones as usual, and talked about with Emma and Jason Jordan. Dennis, do you kind of wish they would have done that now? Because Jason Jordan means absolutely nothing. He was... He means nothing, he unfortunately. He was uncomfortable. Eh, dude. His it, segment later was uncomfortable. So put just, them together. Because Emma's good. I, Emma's entertaining. I, I enjoy her. Because they set the table just by messing around by Emma saying she's going to try and go on a date or whatever with, with Kurt Angle's son, um, you know, uh, Jason Jordan. But the thing is, like, there's nothing to Jason Jordan. There's nothing there. You, so you need to help this guy. He's obviously an excellent athlete. He's got a great physique. Uh, he could talk a little bit, and he could work, you know. Uh, but you got to help the character. Why did you do this? Why did you say this is Kurt Angle's illegitimate son and do this great build-up, this great thing, just to do nothing with him? You're doing nothing with him. Go have him wrestle Finn and have a good match, and the commentators put him over, Jason Jordan. I mean... Uh, it's too soon in this type of gimmick for him just to get beat like that. He needs to get built up, and the guy should be a heel. And this girl, Emma, would have helped him. So then you have Emma get beat, boom, squashed by Nia. And then you have, uh, you know, Jason Jordan. He didn't get squashed, but he had a really good match. And then just get beat. And again, I'm not one of those guys that goes crazy when someone loses a match. I think there's a time and place to lose. This is not the right time for Jason Jordan to be losing matches. Jason Jordan needs to be winning matches. He's on the build right now. When you have Kurt Angle say to Jason Jordan, when Jason says, I want to wrestle Finn tonight, and Kurt goes, are you sure you're ready for that? What? What are you nuts? Why, why are you having Kurt say that? You're acting like this kid, Jason Jordan, is some greenhorn kid. Come on. Are you kidding me? I, I don't understand that. And then, and I'll tell you. Nah, I mean, I'm getting... Whew. Hall of Fame. Yeah. It was right in my grasp, man, because they tweeted at me. That I saw Sunday, that. Yeah. Sunday during SummerSlam. Well, here comes the pain. I just blew it. No. Yeah, I think I might have. Shoot my mouth off again. You know what I mean? Damn it. <sighs> Do people like that, though? The honesty? Fans, certainly. Uh, WWE? Yeah, they oh, might. Not so much. No. Have a word or two to say. Uh-uh. No. Mm-mm-mm, no, they don't like that. No, 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 no. But seriously. Okay, the side. Come on. It's It's a layup. You, you could do so much with Jason Jordan. The, the Emma thing is just something that I noticed they could do right away, and I bet you that would be a cool gimmick. Now you're giving life to these two young wrestlers, Emma and uh, and Jason. The rub comes from Kurt Angle, and you could do so much with this. So much. Instead, they're, that's not even acknowledged anymore, and you, you squash one and just beat the other one way too early. And he's still not now. He stopped wearing gold. I guess they heard me put myself over on it. I wore gold like I said. Now he's wearing another Scott Steiner singlet, which a lot of people are saying. He's, and it's true. And I said that a while back about when he was with his partner too, with the tag team there, American Alpha. 
Poor guy's got to find his own identity. And something as simple as putting him with Emma might help. And even if it's not Emma, just turn him heel. Turn him on Kurt. Do something. Why did you guys do this? This whole big poppage circumstance thing. Kurt Angle did a great job in his delivery, the promo, the whole thing. I was at Clarion. I was in school. And then this girl, next thing you know, he has a, a son he didn't know about. Bah, bah, bah. Okay, fine. People know it's a story. People know it's a work, but that's okay. Wrestling fans will suck into the story if it's good. But if you don't follow up with him the right way, people are going to shit on it. And that's why when Jason Jordan walked out last night through that curtain, it was silent. Silent! Amongst a raucous Brooklyn crowd full of hipsters, which I'll get into a little bit. Silent. Did you see his entrance, Dennis? Silent was a very descriptive word for it. I thought it was a friggin' rehearsal. It was very indifferent. <coughs> Indifference is, is the wrong word. You're using the wrong vocabulary. So you're trying to have a vast vocabulary like me. I know it's behind the scenes. You and Anthony are trying to talk more like me, and you can't. You don't have your education like me. We've been reading. You, uh, that's good. That's very good. But you, you use the, you the, the word indifferent in the wrong context. Indifferent the fan, means the you're, fans' you're, reaction was indifferent. Like they didn't. Well, you're saying they didn't care. Yeah, indifferent. No one they cares. Men's and men's. No, indifference not men's and men's either. You're, you're getting into a spiral of, of <laughs> you know, I'm a vocabulary nut. You know this. You know how I am. My dictation is always on point. One of the best dictators I know. Thanks. That's nice. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> Very kind of you. On that note, I'm going to go to break. I can't follow that. I'm going to talk about the uh, Hardys in a little bit here and uh, the Brooklyn crowd. What happened? Beach balls, waves. What happened? The Elks Lodge crowd. Where are they? The Garden crowd. We'll get into all that. Tash, she'll get to your phone calls too. Sit down. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, guys. Okay, we are back here. Tuesday edition of the Taz Show. Going to get talking here in a second a little bit more about Monday Night Raw. Take some phone calls. Have some thoughts on that Brooklyn crowd. Past couple days, and I guess tonight, too, I think they're going to be there. Smackdown over at Barclays. Or whatever Miss says, Bockley's, whatever he said, that was funny. Uh, hey, look, guys, as you guys know, support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The mortgage company that decide to ask why. Why can't mortgage, the mortgage experience be better for everyone? And why can't technology help all of us move into the home of our dreams faster and easier? And why do mortgages even require paperwork? Well, Quicken Loans answered all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And here's the best part, kids. Rocket Mortgage is simple. Very, very simple. So, apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. (laughs) And to get started, all you got to do is go to this website I'm going to tell you about right now. 
Go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's right. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. Is it Brooklyn still? I don't know. Is it really Brooklyn? I'm not sure. It is Brooklyn. Look at a map. But from a wrestling fan perspective, it's a little different. It's not the same. It's changed over time. Um, I don't know how many people that are in that audience are actually from Brooklyn. <laughs> or Queens. Or Staten Island. Or the Bronx. I, 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 think, I don't know what you're getting going on there. Uh, Brooklyn, that part of South Brooklyn. Certain parts over there. Carroll Gardens over there. By Red Hook, you know, and by uh, Greenpoint, all you know, there's so many different areas in that over there that it's it's become a good chunk of it. It's 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 not it's not it's it's very expensive to live uh, in some of those areas. So that's why you hear some of the jokes on there with some of the commentators uh, or some about some of the talent saying about hipsters and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it's um. It's some wealthy people like the the old Brooklyn wrestling crowds or the Garden crowd down the road here in Manhattan or in Queens, uh, like at the Elks Lodge for EC Dub and stuff like that. Um, different type audience, you know, super blue collar, um, hardcore fans, uh, respectful of the game, respectful of the wrestlers, uh, but yet you couldn't insult their intelligence. You could not do that. So. This new audience seems very different. I am not saying there are not people that are born and bred New Yorkers in the crowd. I am not saying that. I'm, I, I, I didn't even mean to imply it, to be honest, because I shouldn't do that. But I'm saying as an overview. Um, no matter if they're people that are from the, one of the five boroughs here in New York in that crowd, or if they're people from Mars, it don't matter. What matters is, and the problem is, too much too much they're getting too much this crowd at Barclays is getting too much it's become WWE's like hub it's like too much programming too many live events they are getting spoiled they are bouncing beach balls around early in your one of your biggest shows of the year SummerSlam they're doing the wave you know what are they going to do tonight at Smackdown's there right Dennis I think it is it's too much between NXT and Raw and SmackDown. Now they're going back again next year. It, 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 there's an entitlement amongst this audience that, that's going to the Barclays Center. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a good chunk of them that were, you know, old school WWF fans that used to go to the Garden or there's some old school EC Dub fans. I'm sure there is. But this newer group of people, I don't know. Look, I'm not saying, like, at EC Dub, they wouldn't throw a beach ball around at times or do something where they're disrespecting the match. That used to happen. You'd get a boring chin here and there. Yeah, for sure. That would happen. I'm not saying that. But what's happening here, this is too much. They're getting too much content. You got Finn Balor wrestling Jason Jordan, which I said earlier about this match. This was a very good match. And the people were doing the wave. And the announcers are saying... Brooklyn loves the WWE. Uh, you sure? No. <laughs> if they love it, does it mean they love it just because they're spending money? I guess, right? It does. But 
I don't know if they're enjoying it if they're distracted by mocking out for themselves doing the wave. <laughs> Come on. And I'm not knocking the announcers. They're, you know, they're trying to bring the audience into going to watch a live event someplace, no matter where you live in this country or this world. That's what they're trying to do. I just feel like that Brooklyn audience is just so different. I, it's just disappointing. It just seems like they're entitled. It seems like it's too many shows back to back to back every year. Ba ba ba. Next SummerSlam is going to be there. I, you know, I understand it's it's you know, the garden's gone for them for the most part. But come on, I I don't know what to say. If WWE's getting it for good rent, they're gonna they're gonna go there in the shadows of New York City's there, New York City right here. If you're over there in Brooklyn, South Brooklyn, it's 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 probably what Dennis. It's probably less than less than eight miles, ten miles if you without traffic. Oh, way less than yeah, that. Yeah, less than that, right? If you go over to Brooklyn Bridge, I mean, what, what, what makes it Brooklyn, WWE? What makes it Brooklyn? Because you show in your graphics and your artwork the Brooklyn Bridge? Okay. Because you're using fonts that are spray paint like graffiti? Okay, because all of Brooklyn's graffiti. I got it. Okay, because, you know, uh, you do a Brooklyn street fight, you know, uh, which wasn't really a street fight and was a bad impersonation of a shopping cart. Uh, like New Jack used to do, and and but this one had leopard stuff around it, and it was yellow, and it was weak. Like, <laughs> and they used one weapon. Like, I, you know, I, well, well, if you're gonna bring out a shopper cart full of uh, toys, use them. You know, so I, you know, don't don't do that if you're not gonna use them. But my, my, I'm getting off the point. The point is the Brooklyn crowd. I don't think it's that. It's not your your, your daddy's Brooklyn crowd. You know what I mean? It's not. It's changed. It's changed uh, big time. It, it's definitely different. I think they're a little spoiled. I think they're a little entitled. Hey, Mike in New Jersey, you're on the Taz Show. What's going on, Hoss? Hey, Taz. How's it going, man? Good moment. Good, my friend. Good moment. What's up? No, man. I, I don't really think it's the uh, the Brooklyn crowd in general. I really think it's just the, the, the WWE crowd nowadays has just changed. I mean, and you got the same guy sitting in the front row at every, every show, no matter where it is. You know, a lot of people say that. I, I guess I don't pay attention to that. Is that true? I mean, you've seen that, really? I mean, I see the same guy in the green shirt every single time there's a big event. I mean, he's always there. I mean, it's it's, the crowd follows him, and they're the same crowd everywhere. Yeah, he must have a good inside. I, I've never heard of that happen when someone has that kind of inside hookup. That they could be yeah. for first one every show, but I don't. I, I see your point though, Mike, about like you know, um, it's the WWE in general. I understand that, but I mean, look, and they want to be part of the show. I mean, it's, they think they're entitled to be part of the show now. Yeah, well, 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 yes. And the reason why they think that is, to my point, that there's too many shows in the same spot, so they get yeah. comfortable. It's a comfort zone, you know. Yeah, dude, if you went there once a year, it wouldn't be like that. I'm telling you. Yep. I'm telling you, but. You know, from a business perspective, maybe WWE wants to go in there. Uh, maybe their, uh, you know, their merch might sell great there, or maybe it's a thing where the rent's not that high for them. You know, so who knows? Yeah, you know, I got you. But but uh, I appreciate you going, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, Mike. See you later, buddy. I don't know. I mean, I don't think a lot of the. Uh, I wouldn't say all of the. Just here in the United States, I mean, I don't think the crowds are usually not really that disrespectful, Dennis. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know. It's. Oh, you were there Saturday, right? You went to NXT. No, I did not. I didn't go. Oh, I think you went to the show. No, I oh. still haven't seen NXT. I, uh, I'm, I'm slacking. It was good. I heard. I'm, good. A, I'm looking forward to watching. I'm going to do it today. Yeah, you should afternoon. check it out. It definitely was good. Uh, oh, I, I thought you went to the show Saturday. I didn't know that. No, that was our, that was our, uh, our friend Katie. Oh. Hmm. Uh, yeah. What were you going to say? Something? Uh, the the fan. I feel like the fans. 
as you said, they're they're marking out for themselves. You get, you know, they want to be a part of the show, and they and they're doing it, and they and then all of a sudden, like the beach balls, the waves, like the the double you suck chance for the rain Cena say, and it wasn't that wasn't like a call and response where it's like right. Cena sucks. And no, the more like, that the talent panders to them, the more you're, oh, you're, empow- you're empowering feed, you're empowering the audience. Don't when feed you do their that. ego. Yeah, exactly. Oy vey. I mean, that's what's happening. You know, I mean. Yeah, I, look, the whole Cena Reigns thing—that that's kind of cool. I get it because they're both, you know, and Michael Cole hit the nail on the head, calling them the most polarizing guys in WWE today. Because that's not an overstatement; that's definitely a legitimate statement by Cole, and he's right. Um, but uh, you know, not even—I, in a way, from a booking perspective, I thought that was kind of cool because then you take an audience that you know was going to boo Cena, and they're going to boo Reigns. And now you put them both out there, and it's like, well, what do we do now? You know. So I thought that was cool. I didn't like the fact that the talent was definitely pandering to the audience too much about it, though. I I, I thought that was a little bit too much. You don't have just let it be there. Let them be confused. Don't you know? I don't. I, it's okay. I, in my opinion, if the announcers point it out, I don't think you need the rep, the wrestlers to point it out. I just don't think you need that in that instant. Uh, Miz's promo was phenomenal. I mean, Miz came out and caught. They, they let him shoot a little bit, like you know, work shoot promo. Jones there. I like that. I thought that was good. I mean, they let him go off script a little bit, probably. I mean, I don't think he shot shot on the guy, but um, I definitely liked his promo uh, for sure. Uh, I thought it was very well done. Hey, Miles in California, you're on the Taz show. What's up there, Hass? Hoss? Hammer? Hoss? How's it going, man? Hey, man. How are you, pal? Well, I want to say kick um kick that surgery's ass. By the way, who FLG? What? I didn't hear you. <laughs> kick that surgery's butt. Dennis. What? Uh, Miles. One more time, man. Slow it down. I said, kick that surgery's butt. Oh, kick that surgery's butt. Oh, yeah, man. I'm nervous, Miles, because that girl called earlier, bro. Did you hear that? Yeah, man. Don't don't trip on it, man. Don't trip on it. I know, but she was like, you'll be okay in two months. What? I got work to do. I'm not lazy. I don't sit home on my ass. I, I need to work. But, yeah, and I want to put you over and, and talk about a bit of Raw. Thanks. So... I've been watching you for almost three years. Thank you, buddy. And um, I've noticed, I've been no- also you talk about commentary, I've been noticing certain phrases and quotes about commentary that's been going on, they've been saying about talent. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot lately, and that someone else probably haven't caught. For example, one of, the, one of them said about, what would we like if Seth and Dean deleted the Hardys and whatnot, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was, on what you're saying about Miz, I felt that promo was straight up golden, in my opinion. Oh, it's great. There's no doubt about it. It was it was awesome. I because they're, they're letting him fly a little bit. They're letting him do his thing. You know what I mean? They're letting go. And, and you know, if you let a heel go out or a babyface and kind of tell the truth, that's money. That's that that was a big part of what ECW was on the microphone. <laughs> that was a big part of during Nitro's success when Bischoff was letting guys go out there and shoot on the microphone a little bit here and there. You know, not being over the top shoot, but. Yeah, that's that's kind of what they 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 let Miz do a little bit here and there, and 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 they should let more talent do that, you know. All right. Yeah, and um, yeah. What's your what's your take on the whole Hardy match? I thought it was pretty good. Oh no, I thought it was very good for sure, and I'm happy for the Hardys. Here's my only thing, and thanks for calling, Miles. I think some people. And I was going to talk about the Hardys. I, I guess I'll do it right now. Um, the thing is, like you know, some people thinking, oh man, I've, cause I've seen some stuff on social media. Ah, the Hardys, ah, they did the job, right? You saw the stance, right? You saw the match? I did see the match, yes. 
Oh, no, nah, they just went there. You know, Jeff Law, they just went there now to lose to teams and all that. Listen, listen, listen. You saw a little bit more of the Broken Hardies, which was cool. The delete thing and, the, and, Je- and Matt did the, yes, it was great. The place went crazy. That was awesome. A little teeny bit of Brother Nero, very little. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're not doing what I thought they'd do. They're, they're teasing it. Maybe they're going to slowly get there, morph there. But I think that's all cool. But as far as these guys losing the Hardys, listen, the Hardys are, they are Teflon, okay? You can do whatever you want to the Hardys. These guys are made guys. And they're, they're not, they're, their prime is behind them, but yet they're still kicking ass. So they're going to get these other teams over. And to be honest, what, what was their choice? Stay in TNA? Stay in TNA for what? Uh, the, the issues that are there and all that stuff that went down. Uh, they're, they're, to, to end their career where their career started, they're making, I assume, they're making a lot of money, and it's well-deserved. Whatever they're making, they deserve. They're great guys. They're great talents. They're true pros. They're very respective. They've paid their friggin' dues tenfold. Let them end their careers in time, and hopefully it's not for a long time, in the WWE. Who cares if they lose a match or, or don't win another match ever again? Let them do the hardy gimmick, the broken gimmick, and everybody's going to be happy. They can lose every night. No one's going to care. Really? Did you care that the Hardys lost? That like, you think the Hardys suck now, Dennis? Like, no, I think you, that's such f- an absurd I, I know, I know, I statement. Yeah. Yeah, they lost to the tag team champions. Right. Like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, sh- that's, yeah. it's not like it was just some that they rolled out some. Team. Oh, I know, I hate <laughs> like, Don't worry, I'm not going crazy or anything. Nick, where he's dropping, you're on the air with Taz. Uh, hey there, Taz. What's going on? How are you, buddy? What's going on there? <laughs> I'm What's good. I'm on? coming straight for the yambags first time. Oh, look there. at this guy. Coming yambag Jones. you got to be careful not to talk while uh, you're on the show without us knowing what's going on. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right, buddy. That's all right. What's going on? <laughs> hey, I was, at the, I was at the show last night, and um, I agree with what you're saying. The, uh, the, the crowd was pretty disrespectful to the, to the talent, even though they were having lots of fun. Mm. But uh, it got out of control. Where, uh, where, Mike, where um, – no, I'm sorry, Nick. Where were, you, where were you sitting? You were up high, low? Where were you, roughly? Uh, I was in the first section, like, um, after the floor section going up. Uh, across from the hard cam, so I have, you know, close to the entranceway. Oh, perfect spot to hold up an orange and black Taz show sign, but I don't think I saw you. Sorry, I'm so sorry. That's Taz. okay, that's okay. But, you know. All right, so you, you were right there amongst these people, and... Um, yeah, my section was uh, starting the wave, unfortunately. Oy. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that sucks. You know, when you're home watching it, man, you're like, oh, God, stop. You know, well, there's um, nothing you can do to stop it. I mean, if you've got like three guys, three drunk guys in your section and they're determined to get it going. Yeah. They got uh, it going. Hey, hey dude, I got, I got, dude, I got three drunk guys in my studio every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what that's like. Uh, no, but you're right, though. They're determined. They're going to get that rolling. But the thing is, Nick, like, were you there? Uh, that's what I want to ask you. Were you there on Sunday at SummerSlam? No, I watched it on the network, though. All right, so the only night you went to was last night? Yep. All right. And now, I know it's hard to tell. I mean, now you're from Long Island, but could you tell if it was a lot of what there were, like, people from, like, out of state? Like, did it seem like a lot of real New Yorkers there, or what did it seem like to you? Uh, there were a few tourists around me, uh, not too many. They were actually the ones who were the, the most respectful. Um, yeah. And then mostly it was, you know, like 20-something-year-olds who were just there to kind of, you know, go nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was just my section, you know. But the one thing I, I really wanted to um, call about is that you mentioned earlier uh, that you didn't like it, how some of the town were playing up to it. And uh, at the end of the show, after Raw went off the air, Cena was still out in the ring, 
and uh, he basically like validated the crowd. Because I know this is sort of like, you know, it started in Brooklyn a couple of years ago with the beach ball, and then last year it, it increased in uh, intensity, you know? And then this year it was out of control, and Cena basically put a stamp on it. He was like, you guys came out here, you were awesome. Um, you were, you know, you uh, had so much fun, and we really appreciate how, how great you were. And that basically just says to everyone, yeah, do whatever right, you want. See, yeah. see you next year. We right. can't wait for more beach balls and waves. You exactly. Know? Well, you're right. And, and Cena can do it because he has the stroke to say, you know, yeah. it's not going to hurt him. Well, he's trying to sell T-shirts, bro. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> he's trying to. He, he's over. He knows how to make money, and and he's he also wants to be the ultimate babyface. It's good business on his part. I'm not blaming him. Yeah, but, but you know, dollars out there. You know what I mean? Like he's out there trying to work really hard. Oh, he was pissed. Look, let me tell you. When you watched, I don't know if you watched it back on TV. I know you were at the arena. There was one spot right before he did the finish when he went to the apron, Finn Balor, before he climbed to the top to do the double stomp gimmick. He yelled something towards uh, one section of the audience. He was not happy. I I could tell. I'm just telling you in his face. You know looked, what that was? It was uh, the crowd was for some reason chanting uh, AJ Styles. Oh. And then he did like the AJ Styles pose. Couldn't hear that. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't hear that. I couldn't yeah. hear. Yeah. Oh, that might. I think that was what you were referring to anyway. Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah, he, maybe. He didn't look too happy about it. Neither was uh, Jason Jordan. No, I don't blame that. him. I, well, those guys they worked hard, and that crap happened to them, and that's not cool. And uh, thank you, Nick, for calling and your insight from being at the venue last night. I appreciate that. See, that's a word now. I just threw venue out there. Right now, Anthony's writing it down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's probably saying, uh, Dennis, he's for venue. Right. M-E-N-U. <laughs> I'm hungry. Let's eat, boss. <laughs> hey, yeah, we haven't heard you in a little while there, pal. How are you? I'm swell. How are you? Swell. That's a good word, too. Uh, you're becoming quite the wordsmith backstage, I've noticed. I've noticed. Well, like Dennis said, we're reading, and uh, I watch back <laughs> old Taz show, and I write down the big words you say. Hey, if you're going to learn how to speak uh, the proper uh, English and dictation, I'm your guy. You know, I mean, that's uh, the thing. So, uh, look, I want to thank you, uh, Ant. You did a good job on the big bamboos before Brooklyn. Uh, I appreciate the, it. The video directing was excellent on that. A lot of cameras in there, and... Um, did a good job, and also on the uh, the SummerSlam special from a video perspective, you had some fancy damn cameras in there, huh? Yeah, it was nice. The new studio looks awesome, so yeah, way better than before. That's the penthouse, bro. Oh, man, I don't know if they can let us back in there, though. There were some issues. Um, but I want to get Big Mike's studio, bro. I was telling Dennis that. Yeah, and then we could, keep, we could just leave the food in there. Dude, and I'm not tell kidding. Everyone. Big Mike. What are you nuts? I want to get a suit. By the way, you know you put the show over. Yes, I did see that. That was awesome. Big Mike uh, Francesa put the show up. What was that, Friday, Dennis? Uh, Friday, yes. Thanks to him and Monzo, his his director, his producer. <sighs> Must be nice, you know what I mean, Ant? To have a producer like Monzo. That kicks, just kicks ass all the time and then. Damn. Unbelievable. And then what? Well. I, I had nothing else after that. A host can dream, you know what I mean, Ant? <laughs> a host can dream. Well, Monzo might be free in like six months. Or I, not even, I, like three. I that, the budget for my show, I, 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 we can't afford that. We got no money here. You know that. We're, we're paupers. I mean, we're bums. We, we, we can't. We don't have the money for a guy like Monzo, you know? We're, really, we don't. Let's be honest. We don't. You got to have real money there. You can't. You know, this is a low rent district here. You know what I mean? I love China. I mean, that's what we got going on here. Dennis, you know that. You know? Problems. Yes, very, uh, like, like some of the off the hooks, scraping the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One more call before we go to break here, kids. Uh, we're going to talk to Kenny in Connecticut. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, man? What's up, bro? How are you, buddy? Not too bad. Uh, I just want to make three comments and give you a quick question. Sure, go for it. One, 
Um, as far as your your um, surgery goes, yes. Not all surgeries are the same. Okay. And we and you know as well as I do that we all heal differently. Yes. You're going to kick his ass. I am. You're going to you're going to prove the doctors wrong. Yes. Because you're going to have results a lot sooner than uh, one year. I hope so. Exactly. But Kenny, they're telling me one year, maybe. Like what is that? You know. I think it's, it's just more to cover their ass type of thing. Yeah, they're covering their ass. You're right. Yeah, I know. That's what they do, these doctors. You're right. Of course. Yeah. That's what the doctor told me when I went in there for the perforation. You know, when I went in there afterwards to see the doctor, he's like, well, it could flare up in a month. It could flare up in six months. It may never flare up. Yeah. I mean, we won't know nothing until we give you the colonoscopy. And Ooh. I was like, yeah, okay, that's, that's you know, great. So yeah. we're happy to hear that. Yeah, I think Dennis is looking to go for one of those soon, but I digress. But listen. <laughs> You know, this doctor, though, Kenny, here's the problem. I didn't tell Dennis this either. This guy's got a bad rep, though, like when people are out, knocked out. Like, because I'm going to be probably twilight drugged, not fully drugged when he's operating. So he's got a, it's a habit, apparently, like he tickles people's feet when they're out. Like, it's a little weird, I know, but I'm just telling you what the nurse told me. She was listening. If you feel anything on your feet, just ignore it. Don't laugh. You know, I mean, he, he, that's he, not good, man. He's like a t- he's feet tickler, this guy, while he's cutting your hand open. Who's, you know cut, who's cutting you, Rex Ryan? <laughs> 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 Bring Dennis to guard your feet. <laughs> I, no, I hate feet. I'm nowhere near and this. There's no way Dennis is sanitary enough to walk in any sort of a surgical That's room. Also you know true. I can get Dr. K to come up. A doctor, no, it's good. He went on the band. He went on the, what was that talk called you went on? The Grand Salami Slunker yeah, Tour. Yeah, who knows? He's probably still stained from that. From yeah, he's still germed up. What else you got, Kenny? You good? Okay, I got, uh, no. Um, okay. <laughs> Appreciate your honesty. Yeah, keep going. I'm waiting. Okay. Uh, the next thing is, is I wanted to thank you for the great SummerSlam show. Thank you. Even thank though you. I couldn't get through, it was awesome. All right, no problem. Two, I hope the WWE is proud that they turned around and had to have another match with Cass. Mm. What do you mean? Uh, you you think it's bad they had another match? With, yeah, I, I, I yeah. didn't think they needed another match. And now I agree. Ron gets injured. I they did not need another match. I would rather see Cass come out and cut a promo. Let, exactly. him, let him cut a promo. I don't think I don't know why they even did that match. I have no idea. Just to say a Brooklyn Street fight, it was not, nothing like. I understand they're playing off whatever town they're in. Brooklyn Street fight, graffiti, Brooklyn, uh, yeah, whatever. But they stole the, your idea again. Was that? They stole your idea because you said that one time before that you know, uh, Enzo should just come out there you know with a baseball bat or something and just start beating on Cass from behind. Well, yes, but he, right. Up, up from behind the key, because then he'll get over a little bit, because he's a smaller guy, and 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 just let him come out and attack him from behind and show some toughness. It's done. I don't, I, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there with with those two guys. Uh, well, now we got to see what happens with Enzo. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. Uh, not Enzo, uh, Cass. I mean, and thank you for calling, Kenny. I got to go to break here. Uh, Tash show one hour down, one hour to go. We're going to go to break here. Other side of break. Um, Get into more talking about Raw. Can do a little spitball, spitballing with sports a little later on. Um, <clears throat> we'll probably be on Facebook Live uh, later on. Are we going to be able to do that? Okay, great. Thanks. Good talking to you. All right, Tash Show. Sit tight. A new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
Hey, guys, listen, you cannot trust yourself when you drink. Put the keys away and grab a sober friend. Call a taxi or take public transportation home. If you drive drunk, you better hope that all that happens is getting busted by the cops. Don't listen to the man in the mirror. Drive sober or get pulled over. Too drunk to drive means too drunk for complicated apps. Safer Ride is the simplest possible way to get home safe and only has three self-explanatory buttons on the home screen. You can call a friend, locate and call a cab company, or bring up a map of your current location. Help NHTSA end drunk driving by doing your part and use NHTSA's Safer Ride app to get home safely. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. This, yes, yes. Okay. We're on air working here. So this is a Tuesday edition. One hour down, one hour to go. We're going to talk maybe a teeny bit more raw. If anybody wants to call. A lot of people, the phones are basically jammed. I guess people want to talk about raw still. And then I want to get into... Uh, Talk a little spitball in sports. Get the giant fan in the room might be a little nervous. Oh, Del Beckham. Uh-oh. Ankle Jones. That's what they say. Ankle Jones. We'll get into that in a little while here. I'm going to have surgery tomorrow, so there'll be no Taz show for the next two days. Nerve damage uh, city. Yeah, that's what's going on here. Arturo in Connecticut. You're on the Taz show. What's up, Haas? Hey, good moment, Taz. Good moment, Ginger Mahal, Maharaja, and me. <laughs> That was that. That might be one of the best hey, ones. Alturo, hey, you the guy with the you you the guy the cigar guy. You know it, bro. It's, it's funny. Let me let me put you over first, and yeah. then we'll go to the cigar real quickly. First and foremost, I want to thank you, Taz, because I don't I don't think people truly realize that when you take these days off, you have over a thousand hours of content out there, over forty two plus days of human life out there for people to rest on. Yes, I know. I know. It's a lot of responsibility on me. Arturo, I understand most people can't go on with their day until they hear the Taz show or watch it. I understand. That's a big responsibility. If I could broadcast from the the emergency room, I would. Uh, From the operating room, I would. I would do it while the guy's tickling my feet. (laughs) No, I would do it. (laughs) uh, But, dude, you're the guy who turned me on to those Liga Pavadas, a flying pig, right? Yeah, the P-52s, the freaking... The, Bro, um, they were unbelievable. Have you ever had the, the other one by Drew Estate? It's a flying pig, but I don't remember the name of it, but it's not It's not a T-52. They have a feral pig, which is the bigger size one. They have a pig undercrown, a pig sungrown. Undercrown. Pig How's the undercrown? I never had it. Undercrown's amazing. It's a nice medium pull. Uh, you know, con- nice draw. To me, the most important thing is the, the draw. The draw, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you don't get a good draw, your, your cigar's out the window. At that yeah, point. so let me explain to some of the jobbers out there, Arturo. The draw, that's you, Dennis. The draw is when you breathe it and let the smoke, the way that it pulls in through the cigar like it's a full draw. That's why you don't want to use a punch sometimes. You might want to use a cutter, you know what I mean? So, uh, uh, it's kind of like, like the way Dennis's rear drawers his underwears, you know? True, or Dennis when he devours pork. <laughs> pork. He likes pork. Uh, hey, but more importantly, Taz, more importantly, I know you're having surgery in your hand, and I know you're going to, you know, you're going to get by this no problem. Cause yes. A broken freaking neck that can't hold you back, neither can the freaking hand. But I know, but it's, well, your, it's my nerve, bro. It's my nerves. And everybody gets on my nerves, so hopefully they can is, fix that. Yeah. Is this your cigar hand? 
Actually, it is, yeah. <laughs> I am going to go in mourning now for the next 48 hours. <laughs> it actually is my cigar. It actually is. That's funny. Uh, one yeah. More no, it, one, one more thing, if I could add. Um, you were talking about the um, the crowd, and what it comes down to is uh, Brooklyn has now become the post-WrestleMania crowd that they have. You know, yeah. the day after when everything yeah. goes berserk. I know, and then the WWE likes to deem them Bizarro World, which is a term from 1999, but I digress. Uh, yeah, no, I know you're right, Otero. It, it has become that. I agree with you. It has. Uh, yeah, they, they got to get control of that. You know what I mean? Otero, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks for the cigar tips, too. So uh, that man knows his sticks, Dennis. You know what I mean? He sounded like it. Inside baseball terms for cigar talking. Some people are confused. This is not just a basic hand surgery, Dennis, right? I mean, this is not like... No, it's not like... Uh, it's not we appreciate this. Valerie calling and wishing you well, but she, she sliced... Wished, she kind of made no, me no, nervous. No, no, well, she made you nervous, but she wished you luck. Like, she said she sliced a tendon. I also... I've sliced a tendon and had hand surgery. Completely different than nerve damage. No one cares. Whole okay. different animal. Right, right. I can, like... Yeah, I just had, like, a soft cast. You're gonna, you know... Well, you're cutting, like, a, a, a knockhorse? Uh, what are we doing? Not forced, uh, or no, like the, a, the story sounds cooler than it actually is. Don't tell me now. I don't have time. But right. is it a good story? No. I got stabbed by a Marine. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> Wait. Dude. <laughs> I like how you just give the finish and you don't even. Uh, I got stabbed by a Marine. I guess this was in a bar. No. It was at my apartment in college. What the hell happened? So ECU is in Greenville, North Carolina, yeah. which is like about twenty minutes from uh, Camp Lejeune. Right. So a lot of the a lot of the Marines there like to come to the campus on the weekends because ECU has a bevy of attractive women. Yes. Smart men. Mm -hmm. So we befriended a couple of these guys, and uh, it was like a Saturday morning afternoonish, and we decided to get uh, a little rowdy, a little early. And my roommate was sitting on our furnished uh, college apartment. Foolishly, the housing complex decided to be a smart move to give us glass tables. Right. That's on them. My buddy was sitting on it the whole time, shatters all the glass. Now, in our, our state of mind at the time, we thought it would be a good idea to have sword fights with the shards of glass. <laughs> and that's, that's why I said the story is not as funny as... So, I'm messing around with one of my Marine buddies... And he stabs me in my hand. Oh, my God. And it just it sliced my the back of my hand open, and everybody just kind of stops, and we're all like, oh, geez, like, what just happened? Now I got this huge gash in my hand, and none of us are capable of going to the emergency room because of the state of mind we're in. So we got we had to call one of our friends' girlfriends, and was like, look, uh, Dennis needs to ride to the emergency room. And everybody's like, what, do you, what, like, what happened? And I was like, oh, Snow, Snowden stabbed him. <laughs> and everybody's like, wait, what happened? That's simple. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just let that we went there. I had to call my mother. I was like, uh, do I have insurance? And she was like, well, health or car? And I was oh, like, this God. time it's health. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. You, look, these are things that happen when you hang around the wrong people, kids, and you drink too much, and you think you're just, you're always knock around Guy John. That's you. Just knock around Guy John. Just That's a compliment. Uh,. I, I know I know you probably don't intend it, but I'm going to take, take it as I one. I don't mean it as a compliment. I don't. I actually mean it as a very deep insult. So, yeah, well, don't take that the wrong way. I won't. I'm I won't. That's a compliment. Thank you. You got it. Knock around John. Yeah, no problem. Knock around John the jobber. 
Yes, that's exactly. That's basically it right there. Hey, Art, in California, you were on the Taz show. What do you say there, Hammer? Good moment, Taz. How you doing? Good moment, buddy. Talk to me. Where in California are you? Where are you? I'm in Oxnard. It's like an hour north of L.A. Okay, brother. Sounds good. Talk to me. Yeah, uh, first time, long time. Oh, jeez. Look at this. Right out there from the West Coast. All right, no problem. Yeah, big shot. What's going on, buddy? Um, I wanted to talk to you about the women's division. I, I like what they're doing with the women's division now. Okay. Um, except for, like, on Raw, you know, some of the women don't get any any real time. Well, um, who who, do you, who would you say you would like to see more get more time? Uh, Mickey James. Oh, good point. Yeah. She could help. Uh, I mean, not that the women right now need a lot of help because they're doing a great job, but I think Mickey James could maybe develop uh, – more of the women. I think that's. A, actually, I think you. I think you have a very good idea. I think. I think she's underutilized. I think you might be right about that. Mickey is a true pro, a, a great a former champ, multi-time champ, uh, a, a girl who's drawn money for a long time and knows what she's doing. She definitely could help out. And you know what? I, you got me thinking, that dude. Uh, to be honest with you, you know, um, someone like her, you know, she could even just uh, once she decides to hang up her boots. I could see WWE hiring her as an agent uh, or working in a performance center. And, and she, she's someone that if I was uh, starting a wrestling company or, uh, or or school or a performance, well, I actually had a performance center before. There was a performance center, but that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> I, I, would, I would want someone like Mickey uh, handling the, the females in, uh, in what I was doing because she is that credible. And she's been around the game that long, and she's a true veteran and pro and champion. She knows what she's doing. Thank you for calling on. I appreciate that uh, very much. And he, he makes a good point. She is um, she is underutilized. She is. Uh, look, I don't know who's who broke in before. And I, I don't know if Natalia broke in before her. I don't know if you could find it out, Dennis. Let me know. I don't know who has <clears throat> who has more years in the business, Natalia or uh, Mickey. But I, look, they, they they obviously, you know, Natalia's got that SmackDown Women's Championship now, right? So, I mean, geez, I mean, I'm not saying you got to put the Raw Championship on Mickey, but you could push her, utilize her more, do something with her. Um, uh, man, have 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 her try and hook up with uh, with Jason Jordan. I'm trying to hook Jason Jordan up with somebody. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, have her be like she's a little bit older than him, and and Kurt knows Mickey for a long time. Have have Mickey be a heel. You know, uh, it, it could be cool. I, I think I'd rather see Emma do it, but they could do something cool, intriguing with, with Mickey with that. You know, Mickey started wrestling in '99. She got to WWE in 2003. Uh, Natalia started in 2000, and surprisingly, didn't get to WWE till 2007. Why is that surprising? So, well, just with her her pedigree, you think her that politics or her pedigree? Yeah. What's the, is there a difference? In the rest of it, is there a difference between politics uh, and pedigree? Actually, I think that's a question for you. Uh, yeah, I've also often thought of that. <laughs> is, it, is it politics? Is it pedigree? Is it nepotism? What is it? Nepotism's the word. Yeah. Afforded the opportunity because of her family name and right, lineage. That, that, that helps a lot of wrestlers, and we see that a lot in the business. And I've talked about that. You have? I sarcastically made mention of it there, but... I understand why, and especially in WWE, that happens a lot. Why they bring in second generation or third generation wrestlers, young wrestlers, young stars to build uh, that 
have a mom or dad that came in the bit that was in the business um the wrestling business is difficult enough from a physical perspective in the ring between the ropes just put that aside for a second okay once you get outside of the ropes the head game of the game the politics of the game the game inside the game the locker room uh, feel no matter what company you're in or where you are in the world in our industry is a f- tricky thing so when you have a young man or young woman that has been raised from someone or had a parent or maybe a sibling that had success in the industry that they know the business from within their home my son for example he's not in the wrestling business and i doubt he will be and uh ever you know he's not he's you know but he knows the business you know like very well because he's raised in a house where it was talked about all the time he's been to he's been in locker rooms all over the world since he's young and he's met and known and tons and tons of wrestlers through me so he he's he knows the business it's just what he knows so he don't he don't utilize it and he don't i don't want to say he don't care about it but he doesn't really he's not a fan not for him not for him it's just not his thing but he knows it just because he was raised in a house my wife's the same way you know she can speak connie (laughs) and she's she can and she's not even you know uh, someone who was a fan of wrestling ever you know, I met her before I even got in the business. So it wasn't like she met me when you know I was in the business. You know what I mean? Lucky her. She loves you for you. Of course. Of course she does. Don't we all? Everyone loves me for me. But what I'm saying is, it's you know, the, the nepotism thing is there for a reason and, and that type of thing. But I, I laugh when people say, the pedigree, the pedigree, the pedigree. Yeah. The pedigree helps. I wish that I had that when I got into the business. I wish I had a. I wish I was a second generation talent. Jeez, it, it, it definitely just to get that look is hard enough. Well, back when I was coming up, you know, just to get that look, that initial look is all you want. And if you have a family member, if you're good enough and they believe in you, they can get you that look. That's a big deal, you know. That's a big deal. So, Tamia in DC, you're on the Tash Show. What's up? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, Haas. How are you? I'm good. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Tamia. How are you? Now, you and Dennis, good. you and Dennis met, right? You weren't you at the show in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. I had a good time Saturday with all the fans and Dennis. What'd you think of Dennis in person? Interesting fella, huh? Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what I expected. Is exactly but what you expected? Yeah. Well, I tell people before oh, they meet him. What, no, what did I you tell, expect? I tell people before they meet Dennis, don't don't get your level of expectation high. Keep it low. That's the best thing to do. Yeah. Uh, in the middle. <laughs> in the middle. Oh, uh, I wanted to tell you. I know you talked about the crowd about it being disrespectful, but I I don't think the other drunk fools realize that it's it's disrespectful disrespectful to the other fans because it's distracting for us to enjoy the match while they're yelling and cheering yep. all that dumb stuff yep, yep. it's hard because i try to purposely focus on the match and i had a good seat and a good view but it, it it's it's really messed up and it is it, it's not brooklyn like the other call said it's it's the universe and it starts after mania with mm. beach ball bs yeah yeah and it's, 
It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, and I think the WWE doing promoting it in essence with the whole Bizarro World thing, I think doesn't mm-hmm. help. And by someone like Cena going out cutting a promo to the crowd, uh, dark yes. doesn't help. You know. I thought he was going to say something else. And my question to you is, what if anything do you think the WWE could do about it besides searching bags? I don't. I, I feel like it's out of their hands. They're not going to do anything about it to me. You know what? They don't want to do anything about it, in my opinion. That, that That's why. They could do. They could stop it. They could definitely stop it. They don't want to. Thank you for calling. Thanks for all your support. Seriously, to me. I know you're a big fan of uh, what we do out here on the Taz show, and I appreciate it. I really do. Um, WWE doesn't want to do anything about it, in my opinion. You know, she raises a very good point. A good question, I should say. But it's... All WWE cares about is that you show up. <laughs> you got to show up. Yeah, no, you can't have something dangerous and illegal in your bag. But if you want to have a good time, fine. You just can't go crazy with it. Um, they want people, they, the listen, listen. The wrestlers get mad because they're busting their ass while someone disrespects the match and is distracting the match. But if it makes for good TV, and if it's entertaining, WWE production and from Vince down, I'm telling you. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. They're not going to bitch that much. They are putting on a TV product. They are putting on a TV show to the world. They need to accentuate that the audience is having a good time. And sometimes, in rare times, that means not even having a good time about the match. That they're vocal, that they're making noise, that they're that as opposed to sitting on their hands. And I'm not condoning beach balls. I'm not condoning the wave. I'm not saying WWE's condone. I'm not saying they want it to happen. They don't want it to happen. But if it happens, they're not going to stop it. It means you're having a good time. Or does it mean three drunk guys started this whole thing? They don't care. As long as no one's getting hurt, no one's jumping that guardrail, no one's breaking the law, they're fine with it. The in-ring competitors, different story. They don't appreciate it. <laughs> so they don't like it. So, you know, for John Cena to cut a promo at the end of the night, that's his business. You know, he's doing that. He's, he, you know, he knows he's always on that cusp of being hated. That's, he's kind of, he's like Michael Cole said, he's polarizing. Uh, he also, you know, he's getting ready to go into Hollywood and make more movies and films. He wants people to go see his movies and go see his TV shows or whatever he's doing. He needs to keep his popularity up. Ultimate Babyface Jones. He has to do that. Can't blame the guy. You know, he's, he's, he's not going to do that. He's, he's going to put you over. I, that's what I said before when he's selling T-shirts. I don't necessarily mean that uh, literally. Oh, God, I was just watching Conor McGregor on TV. Uh, hit a heavy bag. It was awkward. It was awkward watching he really looked like the, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish uh, mascot uh, hit him. Come on, you. you want to go ahead? Put him up. Put him up there. Yeah, yeah put him up there, man. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I digress. But, um, you know, I, to me, uh, if you're John Cena, you want to do what he did. You want to go to the live house and thanks for coming. You had a great time. He's the ambassador. That's his gimmick. That's, that's, that's what the company wants him to be. And they got the right guy. John does the right thing. John don't get in trouble. John is not going to show up to the building stoned, high, and drunk. That's not John. John's a pro. 
and and the WWE has trusted him and galvanized him years ago because he's a proven commodity. You know what I mean? So of course he's going to put the crowd over. You, you got three days in a row where people come to the Barclays, no matter if they're from Brooklyn, Queens, or, or Timbuktu, and they're spending a lot of money. And they're coming back again tonight for SmackDown. So yeah, of course you got to put them over. <laughs> of course. You can't bury them. You know? Anyway, all right, we're going to go to break here. Uh, other side of break, we will be on Facebook Live. You can go check the show out there if you want to watch there at uh, facebook.com slash the Taz Show. I did not give any love or shout to anybody on the gimmick chat at tazshow.com. I apologize. I heard that the gimmick chat was very active, Dennis, on Sunday during SummerSlam special, the post-show. Even though you may not mention it as often as the Facebook the gimmick chat are loyal, and you know that. The love and, is there. And they're, they're bulldogs. The love is there. Yes, they are bulldogs. Unlike Rover, who's supposed to be watching over my equipment here. He's not prick. All right, Tasha, we'll be right back. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, yeah, we're back here, Taz Show Tuesday edition. It's fourth uh, fourth quarter right here. We're going on. We're on Facebook Live right now, Facebook.com slash Taz Show. And uh, hey, just as you guys know, the support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. The mortgage company that decided to ask why. They asked the questions, why? Why can't the mortgage experience be better for everybody? And they're right. And why can't technology help us all move into a home of our dreams faster and easier? That's another good question. Why do mortgages, the one I love the best, why do mortgages require paperwork? Because it's a hassle. And they're right. Why, why? Why do you need all this? Well, you know what? Quicken Loans answers all these questions and more with Rocket Mortgage. A real simple deal here. Okay, very, very simple. That's the beauty of Rocket Mortgage, okay? Very simple. Okay, and that's their gimmick. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently, and to get started, guys, go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAS. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org number 3030. So... Talking a lot about Raw throughout this whole broadcast. Give a lot of thoughts and opinions about, in no particular order, segment one, where I felt like, you know, it was it was good. Paul's promo was good, but hey, you know what? Maybe they should have had Brock some tape and, and and on his body from injuries or Roman Reigns later on or everyone except Braun. Every every one of them should have had some tape at some point in this segment. On a, on a body part, because uh, or, or ace bandage or something, because as I said, the announcing they said, oh, these guys got to be feeling their facts. Just yesterday, just last night, what a battle, what a war for universal title, and it was a battle, it was a war, uh, but you know we we should have seen something on their body to 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 kind of lock in what I think it was Corey Graves who was saying it, you know, and out of all of the talents, uh, the four of them, the only one that shouldn't have had anything on them is. Braun Strowman, because he's deemed the monster among men, 
and they're building him as the killer machine. He's the guy who's going to face Brock for the Universal title, as we found out now at No Mercy, right? No Mercy? Okay, so they got it, got it, I got it. So, you know, uh, you're building this guy. They, they, that whole segment last night, segment one, was built for Braun to, to really set him as a killing machine that he completely destroyed Brock, dismantled and beat piss out of the guy, which you very rarely see happen to the menacing, dangerous, uh, ever so violent Brock Lesnar. So, you know, uh, I just think a little nitpicky thing, they should have did something with some, you know, bandage him up or something. Or just uh, Not that Brock needed to come out selling like crazy, but just show some signs that his, you know, that, that his body was, was feeling it. You know, even in Paul's promo, just do something, like I said, where Paul lifts up Brock's shirt. Hey, look, look, he's wrapped up around his waist or this or that or whatever. You know what I mean? Just something. Um, I, I think those little... Uh, nuances are, are vital, especially when you have announcer support. And 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 we heard, you know, Corey said the right thing. And like I said to you guys earlier here at the top of the show two hours ago, you know, it's like it's frustrating as an announcer, and you're not going to hear Corey say that or Booker or um, Michael Cole. But when you don't see the talent kind of visually supporting what you're saying, which makes sense, it's it gets a little frustrating. And it's, sometimes it's not the talent's fault. If the agent doesn't think it should happen, or, or, the, or at the end of the day, the buck stops at Vince McMahon, so it's Vince's call. Uh, you know, but that stuff is all very important. So on Facebook Live, uh, Lucian uh, Granite Sian says, Taz, did you talk about SummerSlam? <laughs> all caps, by the way, Dennis. So don't get mad at him. I know sometimes Dennis can get mad at people. Ryan Jones, well said, Taz. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Chris Marcato, sweet hat. We miss you, Captain Tom. This is not Captain Tom's hat. Buy a hat. It's not his hat. This is my hat. I actually had this hat before I ever met Tom. So, uh, and I've worn it uh, while I was uh, on the air and Tom was producing. So, you know, see, I'm messing up. Chris Taylor, those effing beach balls. Chris, I handled this convo earlier in the Taz show here. I talked a lot about the audience in Brooklyn, how it's changed. I don't know if it's the same type of uh, audience anymore. And I talked about different things with the audience, with the wave and the, the beach balls and all this jazz and, and everything. So I, I went into that earlier. So um, it's tough to get back into that again because I did it earlier. So I'm not not now. I did it earlier. Not today. You know what I mean, so that's why you got to kind of check out the whole show. So I'm sure later on you'll catch up the on-demand uh, Version. By the way, if you're just jumping on the show, too, I mentioned earlier that Mike Johnson, the PW Insider Report, will not happen in this show. So it, it didn't happen because it wasn't going to happen. So uh, we had to cancel on Mike. So it was just too much to cover in the show. Some of the people, some of the regular fans of the show on social media, without getting into names, are like, oh, I guess there's no PW Insider Report. I, no. I, well, look, I mentioned there wasn't. I mean, and it's like, you know, it, it's not like a contract where Mike has to be on every week. So, guys, just, you know. Just go with the flow. That's the best way to handle. I've been doing this a long time. Like, you know, am I up to 450 shows yet? What am I at here? 436. Yeah, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I'm doing pretty good. So, hope I'm doing good after tomorrow, bro. The surgery is going to suck. God. I mean, you're going to be completely under, right, head to toe? <sighs> no, I'm not. That's called general anesthesia, sir. Learn the, the vernacular and what happens in an OR. Okay, that's inside terms for medical terms. That's that's an operating room OR, we call it. I know the OR. Yes. No, I'm not going to be under general anesthesia. I don't want general anesthesia. So what are you doing, just numbing the hand? 
Well, it's called a block. Okay, learn. It's not the hand either. I'm tired of people saying your hand. I got more issues. What than kind just, of surgery are you having? I'm having. I'm having. It's a nerve issue. It's not just For, my uh, hand. Where are they operating on? Well, partially my wrist into my hand. Right. Why are you laughing you're, in my face <laughs> like I'm an idiot? Why? Why are you? Doing because this? you're getting mad about like the fact that I said it's hand surgery. You're like it's because more than my that, hand. Because that diminishes. We had the girl curl earlier. That diminishes it. It, it. it diminishes what I'm going through here. My wife says you're too dramatic. I'm not dramatic. I'm in, I'm I'm nervous. Well, that's why they're fixing that, so you don't be as nervous. Jake Bra, he touched a nerve with that comment. <laughs> well done, Jake. Sounds like a good joke. Facebook Live's frozen on my end. It could be because I have the cheap ass Wi-Fi that the company has me use here. Yeah. While it's, everybody it's, else it's bad. gets to use the real Wi-Fi. Not, not Taz. No, not the guy. Not the host of the show. Not the guy running the game. I'm running the game. You don't need him to have real Wi-Fi. No need. Um, I did want to do a little spitball with sports here real quick. And a 3-2-1. Nobody provides wrestling insight quite like Taz. But he's more than just a wrestling expert. He's breaking down the big game, the X's and O's. Giving you the hardball analysis you won't find anywhere else. He's knocking it out of the park. <laughs> Jeez, did you use enough cliches there? <laughs> the Taz Show presents Whoa. Spitballing with Sports. There it is. Just stick to wrestling. There he is. Oh, yeah. Can't have an audio bite without the man Seth in the background. Good morning, Hebrews and Shebrews. <laughs> so the Mets and Yankees are both off. Uh, we're done here. The Mets are done. I mean, I, 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 why do I even have to talk about it anymore? Do you guys even have any major league players left? Uh, they're all gone. Everybody's getting hurt. I mean, uh, you know, Stephen Max now, he needs surgery again. It's so depressing. Curtis Granderson, I, mean, I, I like the Grandy man, but he's with the Dodgers now. He hits a grand salami. Inside turns for grand slam. That's when all men are on bases and the guy hits a home run. It's a four-run shot, basically. For the Dodgers, who's going to go to the World Series, which is great for the Dodgers. Great move to bring a guy like Grandison onto their club. They got a lot of young players. A guy like Grandison has been not one, but two World Series, right, with two different clubs. Uh, he's definitely been with the Tigers. Hey, and do your homework, sir. I think I know my sports. <laughs> and we won't be. Yeah. Two different clubs. <laughs> and... And you notice how uh, Dennis is a little surprised, perplexed, how Taz spitting knowledge out here with the sports? Always. Encyclopedia of sports knowledge. Of knowledge in general, but sports. You can have your own sports, life, wrestling, you know. Yeah. A whole series of encyclopedias. I agree. Get back to work before I give you a beating. A little information on the Yankees right field, the Aaron Judge, the big slugger. Well, he struck out at least, uh, he had one strikeout, and he's got the record now, 37 straight games, correct? Yeah, not good. Is not that good. since the All-Star break? I'm just wondering. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just wondering. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I had Moose apologize to me on air. Oh, you did? I was on Moose and Maggie's show on Saturday. Saturday, and I called him out on it. Maggie ate him up. It was great. And then Moose apologized. But it was such a disingenuous apology. Oh, yeah, Taz. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. And he just moved on. Like, he just blew me off. Yeah, yeah Moose. Who do you have a beat? Um, anyway. Odell Beckham, New York Giants uh, wide receiver extraordinaire, preseason. Giants are 0-2 in preseason ball. 
They can't score points. You realize you got another problem with scoring points. You realize that, right? Uh, if you think that I'm going to sweat out preseason scores, you're... you're but see, that's sadly. the same arrogant, shitty attitude you had about, about, about Judge after the All-Star game. That's the same condescending attitude you have with me. Yeah. And I was right. I'm not saying, I'm not jinxing the Giants. I would never do that. But I'm just telling you, be careful what you say. I'm not, look, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're going to go like 15 and one or anything. Like the Giants are going to put up points. I'm not concerned about that. The I am concerned coach. about, oh, no, Beckham. Well, he's going to be all right. He's got a, it's a sprain, but they're going to sit him out for the next two preseason games and he'll be all right. Don't worry about him. The guy's 150 pounds. He's, he's, his ankle's not carrying any weight. The guy's the size of a twig. Please. I love him on my team. I love him on the Bills. Speaking of the Bills and wide receivers, Anquan Bolden, he basically quit. Just quit football. He spent two weeks with the Bills and just quit. I'm done. I'm retiring. Two weeks. That's all it took. How's my team doing? Dude, right or wrong? Yeah. He's like, you know what, man? Yeah, I've been practicing with these guys. I'm done with this shit. I'm done with football. I just, they just turned me off. Something like uh, that yeah, I, I feel bad. I felt bad for you because he, you know, he's like, oh, I'm gonna go play in Buffalo, and then he gets there, and he's like, you know what? We're not gonna win very many games. I'd rather not <laughs> play football than play in Buffalo. <laughs> We're, I'm good yeah, here. How about all the freaking I've, people I've, who bought the jerseys? Yeah, what do you do? You bring it. Can I get it? What's, what's the uh, what's the return <laughs> policy on guys that never even stepped on the field for oh, us? Oh, it's probably gonna be worth money that thing, right? Could you imagine? You never know. Yeah, that's that's an antique right there it's already. Bizarro world, this bizarro <laughs> world. I tell you, the sport from bizarro world. I didn't realize, but May uh, Mayweather McGregor is this this weekend, huh? In Vegas, the fight. Oh yeah. Like I told you before, I was watching on uh, the TV here while I was doing the live show, and I saw um. McGregor hitting the speed bag and the heavy bag. Better put some reps in this week. I don't know if he's ready. I'm just saying, you know, he didn't look that good at all. His hand speed is lack thereof. That's going to be... He's up. It's, yeah, he is, but it's going to be a boring fight, dude. I mean, it's Mayweather's going to put a show on, but it's going to be a boring show. It's just, he's not going to... Mayweather's not, Mayweather's not the aggressor, as you know, and McGregor's not stupid. He's not just going to attack the guy. It's going to be just a defensive deal where uh, I, I'll tell you what they should do. I, I, I'll tell you what they should do. <laughs> yes! I love when I get spitball booking ideas doing spitball with sports. Well, oh, named it that. Man, this is good stuff. Son of a bitch, this is money. Bro, people are boring. This sucks. They hate the fight. Third round, fourth round. It's boring. Fifth round. Now, McGregor starts getting tagged with a couple of jabs. McGregor loses patience. Eighth round-ish. All of a sudden, what does he do? He drops steps and shoots a freaking double leg and takes him down. But how crazy is that? Yeah, I know it sounds nuts. No, and like completely gets points taken away. Like he just, and also punched him. Like the ref's got to pull him off. Like just shoot a, shoot a, a little high spot to pop the crowd. Dude, that's money. I would probably get the cued, right? In a, in, if I, I'm not going to burst your bubble. I want. <laughs> Why? He had Mayweather Why? took out like some. The Lord I don't know if it was insurance, insurance policy, something like that, where oh. uh, McGregor uh, Mayweather. Wait, McGregor doesn't get any money if he does any MMA move, like accidentally kicks him, oh. takes him down, or something like. So. 
Why'd you have to? I well, mean, I, I said I don't want to burst your bubble. People love that. People on Facebook are laughing. Ha ha! That's <laughs> a good one. That's great. I mean, it would be. Oh, if he did that and then just stood up and just like lost his mind, that would be the best thing ever. Money. It'd be better than Tyson biting Holyfield's ear. That's pretty smart of Mayweather and his camp to uh, <laughs> take out a little gimmick and put a little rider in the contract. <laughs> oh yeah. If homeboy decides to snap and do a single leg and just <laughs> gut wrench me and eat me up, it'd be like Thunderlips <laughs> throwing Rocky out of the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Uh, Marcel Millet, Facebook Live, then there goes 90% of his money. Uh, another small sport, just like you, Dennis. Kids <laughs> <laughs> just, just have fun in fantasy book. I'm just having fun. <laughs> just the points. So, anyone. Uh, it would be something. Oh, that would be hysterical. Because Mayweather wouldn't know what to do. No, he would go down. That's what he would do and land hard. Speaking of, uh, bring this down. Speaking of landing hard, I didn't bring this up. I wanted to mention this. Uh, speaking of going down, not knowing what to do. This, this guy went down. He knew what to do. I shouldn't say it like that. Seth Rollins last night. Um, I wanted to mention this earlier while I was talking about Raw in my bed. When I was talking about the Hardy boys. You guys saw that double team move. The Hardys did to Seth Rollins and they, then they replayed it. Right? They slammed him in the whiplash mm -hmm. motion of... Uh, of Seth Rollins' head and neck. That's not, like, that was ugly, man. That was, um, I'm sure he's okay, uh, but that was scary. Uh, someone like me who's received a concussion for a bump where I overbumped and my head snapped back, because you're not taught how to fall like that. That Sometimes your neck just can't control your head, and that's why that happens. Uh, it was a dangerous-looking deal, and the Hardys are, Probably the two safest guys you're ever going to wrestle. I've wrestled them the hardest many times, and they're super safe to work with. Um, I just think it's a case where Seth Rollins is a very big guy. He's not little. Um, he's probably, what is he? He's got to be 6'4". Like I think he's 6'4". Yeah, he's probably. Yeah, yeah, he might be a little heavier than 210, but who knows? I mean, that's what they're saying he is. But 217. He's, he's a large dude. And, um. He, when his head bounced off the mat like that, I'm like, oh, God, no. That was just ugly. Um, I just wanted to point that out. I, that So if you guys are wondering what a former wrestler thinks when you watch that, you're like, you cringe a little bit. So I did cringe watching that. Um, and it's not, again, it's not Matt and Jeff's fault. It just happens. You know, it just sometimes that happens. You over bump or the timing's off a little bit and you, your head whiplash. And, oof, you know, that's why it's a dangerous game, you know. Uh, I've always said, you guys heard me say it out here many times, I'll say it again. You know, pro wrestlers are, uh, uh, it's a hybrid. We are a hybrid of a stuntman, an actor, and an athlete. Stuntman, actor, athlete. I mean, in no particular order. But that's kind of what it is. Um, that's the way it goes. I mean, that's just that's just the game. So sometimes stuntmen get hurt, you know. And, some, and a lot of times athletes get hurt. Uh, it's just the way it goes. So... Looks like Seth's going to be okay. He finished the match. Ba ba ba. I'm just saying, that was ugly. I'm, I'm just telling you, it was ugly. So, um, Lou Maya, Taz, who would you like between, I guess, in a, a match? Off the Pain versus Gals and Anderson. I think that'd be cool. I mean, two heel teams, but I don't know if the heel babyface thing matters anymore the way things go. And we saw that on Raw last night. Uh, I think Off the Pain would be excellent in, um, uh, excellent on the main roster somewhere. 
Uh, maybe tonight on Raw. I'm sorry, SmackDown. Maybe they pop up. Uh, there's some scuttlebutt that Shelton Benjamin is in town and in, in here in New York. Maybe he shows up tonight on SmackDown. Um, not to be confused with uh, Benjamin Shelton, for those that get the joke. Um, a lot of scuttlebutt. Uh, maybe the glorious one himself, Bobby Roode, uh, pops up. Hmm, maybe that happens. We shall see. Interesting. So SmackDown seems to be like to be pretty good uh, tonight. There's a lot of uh-huh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hopefully the audience. Uh, now this is the third night. I don't know if all of them go to all these shows, but hopefully the audience is not acting like a bunch of yahoos and making it about them. But um, we shall see uh, what happens with that. So Michael James Ryan, Bobby Roode on SmackDown. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I think it'll happen. Do you think it'll happen? I hope so. I mean, he's he had a great run at NXT as champ. He's done yeah. all he had to do. So let's let's well, especially with the Cena move. You know, I mean, you get Cena oh, now. Great point. The Cena goes over there on Raw, which must be nice to be Cena. They just ah, <laughs> they, they kept the free agent, free agent. Uh, yeah, TV time for you here. And here I am saying the guy's riding off into the sunset. Uh, into Tinseltown for Hollywood, and he's squashing. Uh, it's not his fault, but Rusev on the pay per view, and then last night he Corbin. beat uh, Corbin. My bad, Corbin. Then he beats Miz uh, last night in the, in the tag match, um, and had a lot of TV time. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, but anyway, you know, they got an opportunity to shake some things up here. I also think, too, on Raw now, um, you know, with, with this, uh, see if you see any information, any new information on the knee injury by Cass, because that definitely will affect their roster a little bit, you know. that, that They're going to have to make a move or two here or now. Uh, Kevin in Los Angeles, in Los Angeles, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, man? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, Lumberjack. How y'all doing? Good. What's going on, buddy? I'm good to go, brother. Hey, Taz, I just hope you do well with the surgery and the recovery. And Thank just you. to help you out to understand what it's like going to surgery and be nervous, I got a visual for you that should not only help you with the surgery, but also help you get you through the recovery in a speaky-like fashion. What is this? Which is this. Imagine, just imagine this, especially how it sounds. Imagine Seth and Anthony going door-to-door Christmas caroling. That would That'll get you through. <laughs> Put me to sleep for sure. Uh, definitely put me to sleep. Yeah. We wish you a Merry Christmas. That's Anthony. And don't forget, didn't he? He said Ant and Seth. I thought he said you and Seth. No, no Ant and Seth. Oh, Ant and Seth. And a happy Hanukkah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is up, Kev? <laughs> hey, I just also want to touch on the Miz on Raw last night. Once again, just like you did on SmackDown Live and the Talking Smack from late last year going in early this year, forget Mook Raw. He showed again why he's a top star in the WWE, and also he did a two-for-one if you really think about it. He not only, again, put himself over and established himself as a top star, he also put over and established or kept the Intercontinental title relevant and put it over as being a prestigious yes. Sought after championship I agree. in the realm of the WWE, and I love that very much from what he did last night. Yeah, no, he uh, Miz is definitely, uh, and I said that earlier, Kevin. Thanks for calling. He he had a great night last night on the mic, for sure. Uh, he did a great job. You know, he and Cena do have very good chemistry on the mic against each other. I have to say, um, but um, you know, I I thought Miz had a great night last night. They, I, I said earlier here on the Taz show they let him uh, work shoot a little bit on that mic. 
which was nice to see. They got to let more talent do that. It's uh, it's better than stuff they're writing, you know. Hey, Donald in New Jersey, you're on the Taz Show. What's up there, Hammer? What's up, Taz? Been I a do. while. How's it going? Good, pal. Talk to me. Good. I uh, just wanted to put over the show. And uh, so I was actually the guy with the sign in the aisleway at SummerSlam. Was that really you? Yeah, I tweeted you earlier, but it was Sunday. I knew you had oh, to get God. Uh, ready I'm for the swamped show. swamped. Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. But thank no, you, no, bro. No Th- thanks for uh, thanks for doing that. Dude. Seriously, that was awesome. Yeah. At the end, I'm looking at the live feed at the, at the big monitor trying to fit my sign in. So I'm like, all right, this is my shot. And... And it worked out perfectly with Brock and Heyman in there. So. <laughs> it was great, dude. And, Did uh, they just, give you a hard time at all with the sign or nothing? I was trying to put it up and be careful at the same time because mm. I didn't want I didn't want them to take my sign. Uh, but no, they didn't give me any trouble. Thankfully, it ended the show, which was awesome. Yeah, you know, it was great. <laughs> I know. So like poetic, as if I was a CBS plan or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. You, I, I never met you. You're not a plant. That's true. <laughs> well, I, I thank you for doing that and taking the time for writing it, uh, Donald, and, and setting it no up, problem. man. Seriously, bro. No problem. I just want to say one thing. Uh, well wishes with the surgery. Thank you, sir. I'm coming off of uh, four weeks post-op uh, for uh, lateral meniscus tear. Ooh, so okay. It's never fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, just get well soon. Did they give you uh, the general anesthesia? You were out out for that, right? Yeah, I was out for that. When you woke up, did you get, like, you know, some some people, years ago it used to be, when you wake up from general anesthesia, you get, like, nauseous. But I think they said now the medicine's so much better that it doesn't really happen. Did you get nauseous when you woke up or you were cool? I think I was cool. I think it depends on how your body reacts to it. I know for me, I just felt very heavy. Like, I opened my eyes, but... uh, but they wanted to keep closing, so it was like that's that transition. Dennis, my Den- world. Dennis is always on anesthesia. He's always heavy. He's just always. Oh, that's because he's always eating. That's he's why. always eating. He's a gavoon, exactly. Well, Donald, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, nice guy right there setting the sign up. Yeah. That was prime location too. We're in the fifth quarter, thirty seconds in. Man. So they're going to block the nerve. They shoot this injection. I don't know if it's in my bicep or my shoulder. I don't know where they're doing it. And they kill the nerve. And then they give me like this twilight drug. What this is a just twilight wants to, drug? Eh, it's something that you could tickle people's feet when they're sleeping. I mean, that's what he's doing. That ain't good, man. I told you the surgery's a feet tickler. That's what he does, this guy. He's got a rep. You yeah. should probably go to a hand doctor and not a podiatrist. <laughs> This guy's a proctologist. He says he's good with hands, though. Oh, I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> that ain't good. <laughs> oh. You're wearing, like, eight pairs of pants. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so they got to do the... Uh... I guess when, uh, you know, the block wears off, there'll be pain. I, I don't care about pain. Pain don't bother me. I mean, I, I can do with Pain! Pain! Mr. T impersonation. <laughs> or prediction on the fight, uh, Mr. T. Prediction. Bang. Bang. <laughs> Clover Lang, one of the greatest the characters in movie history. Best gimmick ever. Definitely. The pain don't bother me, man. Whatever. It's all good. And I don't even do pain medicine. I suck it up, dude. I, I, I'll take some Advil and I'm good. Seriously, ibuprofen Jones. It works well for me. I take 10 or 12 and then I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Seriously. Will you stop? Uh, no, I think the recommended dosage. <laughs> yeah. Do a little of that with a little uh, 
guzzle down some Buchanan whiskey. <laughs> go Buchanan, go. Boom. Go Buchanan, go. Boom. <laughs> and you hear? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Oh, jeez. A lot of thumbs up, blue thumbs up. Thanks for that on Facebook Live. I need that for my ego. I'm nervous. You'll be fine. Don't my biggest thing is they won't let me drive after the surgery. Why can't I drive? I, I'm no, nah, you gotta have a. I, I, I don't. I'll drive. Why? I, I gotta wake up from recovery. You gotta make sure I can eat something and then take a leak and then I can leave. You throw me out, right? Unless you keep me overnight. Why can't I drive? They say you can't drive. What's they say? Ah, uh, maybe from a. Uh from the gas or however whatever gas. what gas I'm like, natural <laughs> sorry old wrestler man. that was good uh the, the numbness like when does the uh, anesthesia wear off the blockage dude what am I an anesthesiologist I don't know well that's why then I don't have the answers to these questions because they don't know probably... Corey Miller Facebook live anesthesia will mess you up for a while thanks Corey I hear you brother Casey Yudenkun, hospital <laughs> rules. The rules in the hospital. You got to see me in the hospital. What an asshole I am. Oh, God. Ivy Jones. Oh, yeah, with the wheels. I want better wheels. This wheel's squeaking. <laughs> Give me a better wheel. I'm yelling at everyone. Just a heel to everybody, dude. Seriously. Just yelling, verbally abusing anybody. If there's a male nurse, I'm beating him up verbally. Just ripping the male nurse. Ripping him. Just a complete a-hole. <laughs> Cracking people around, yelling at people. Bad. I missed the bedpan. Stephen Lewis, best anesthesia ever. Alistair Black. Black mass. Yeah, a work kicks and knocked me out. Got it. I don't know about that. Weston Castro. Taz, what do you think of the Browns kneeling? Yeah, I think that was the biggest group uh, of when the National Anthem was being played before the Giants-Browns uh, game. I, I didn't see that part, but I heard about it, that they had the biggest group of players together kneeling and not standing. You know what? I, I got to be honest. I, I just feel like this was, this was like the big topic last year. I mean, they're part, you know, I, I, and it's fine. Look, to each his own. I mean, me, I'm a proud American, and I, and – you know, I understand there's a lot of issues in our country. I get it. I do. I get it, and I respect it. But I just keep thinking of the men and women that are uh, defending our country as we speak and those that have lost their lives defending our country from years back to yesterday. I mean, um, and these kids that are over there uh, that are defending us, our freedoms here as Americans and other countries, obviously not just Americans, but I'm speaking as an American here. So to me, um, I don't know. You got to stand up for that, for that, for, for that flag and for that. Uh, I'm just, it doesn't matter who the president, who he's not, uh, all different issues in the country. You got to respect that. But you know what? Um, like I said, two each is on. I don't hold nothing against these people. It was 12 players, 12 Cleveland Browns that kneeled during the National Anthem before last night's game. 
Jonathan uh, Davenport, Killer Hat Taz. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Got it for a while. Matt Sims. Matt Sims, USA with a USA flag. USA! U- Don't say USA! It's my Iron Sheik impersonation. It's lovely to do that. Don't say USA! <laughs> uh, Gary Sack, the only media attention the Browns will ever get all season. Yes! Might be right. But they got your bro Peppers on that team, bro. I like Peppers. How'd he play last night? Did you, get, did you watch the game? I did. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, preseason football doesn't interest me. Yeah, I, I watched most of it. You know, I told you, tell people what I told you I do with these games. <laughs> True. Locked and loaded. He's sitting down from combine to. <laughs> I to watched Super the game Bowl. two, three days later, the old game. Yeah, you, well, at Sunday, there's two TVs in the studio for you, <laughs> and you're like, hey, can you put on, a, see if there's a football game on? I was like, there's an old one. He's like, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Stop. All right, man. Whole game. Enjoy yeah. Chiefs Dolphins. <laughs> from two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. Right, well, like I said, no show tomorrow. Um, Sonny uh, Mancino on Facebook was, how long will you be out recovering from your surgery? <laughs> They're telling me I'll be out of not be able to work, like, for two days. So that means I will be back Friday, this Friday. The game plan is that I will do a live show this Friday. There will be no show tomorrow. There will be no live show Thursday, neither. So... Um, depends what they see when they go in, you know, to my wrist and the nerve, um, the tunnel there where all your wrists are. Uh, all your nerves are in your wrist, I should say. The carpal tunnel, which is all the nerve issues that's going on in there. I, I always thought that carpal tunnel surgery, um, but this is like a little heavier than that, but, you know, you don't, people just think, like, there's a misconception that, oh, if you're just someone who's on their computer or working on it, laptop at home or at work or on their desktop that they're the ones who get it that's not true it's not like my issue is not even from my hand it's from my neck from my neck injury from years back when I took that bad pile driver so you know it's just I've had these issues for years I mean, I've been pain all the time you know so they can't I've had some people say why did they just do surgery in your neck and fix the, the nerve issues and the herniated disc well, because it's been so many years since I injured my neck, I have so much arthritis in my neck and my shoulder griddle that for them to cut through that arthritis is insane. Like, it's very difficult, very risky, and the recovery for me would be insanely brutal. So I, I'm not, I'm not, I have no interest in it. I don't want anybody going and cutting my, anywhere near my neck. You know, I've lived with this for over 25-something years or whatever the hell it is, and, you know, Yeah, so it's not from uh, It's not just from using your hand You know of, uh, Like on a computer That's not just with carpal tunnelists You know what I mean It's It, it could stem from You know All the nerve issues in your body Like with me It's my neck So that's the deal So anyway Um like I said, no live show tomorrow, no live show on Thursday. Um, 95% sure that we will do a live show on Friday. Then is she clear on this? I'm following all that. All right. oh. Make sure you guys check out the new E5L shirt, Explicit 5 Live. That's over at the uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Search T-A-Z. You'll see it there. 
It's a badass shirt. Charcoal gray orange wedding. Make sure you get that. New shirt. And other shirts are on there. The, the spitballing shirt's on there. Dennis right now wearing the kayfabe audio shirt. Kayfabe audio. Oh, Army I'm, Green, right? Army Green Jones with orange and white ink. I'm actually wearing a prototype old school Body Sims and Beyond I like shirt. that one. Yeah, this is an old. This was never. This one never got was put out there. So maybe we'll do one down the road. Maybe we'll put a poll up. Charcoal gray with black ink. Type deal. Michael Ryan, Facebook Live. General anesthesia does hands and necks. I don't know what he means by that. I I, I don't need general anesthesia. I'm, that's what I'm told by my surgeon. Uh, I mean, I'm going to listen to him. No disrespect, Michael, uh, instead of you. Imagine he was your surgeon. Big fan. <laughs> Just mixing it up at the Facebook Live. <laughs> times when you come in tomorrow, general anesthesia for your hand and neck. Oh, I saw you on Facebook Live yesterday. Well, if he says something, you know, I will not tickle your feet. <laughs> Excuse me? I heard the show while I'm under, uh, while he's just about to slice up my nerves. Did you tell your doctor? Be like, look, man, when I go under, don't touch my feet. No, I, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I am. I'm embarrassed. I can't tell him. I don't know what to say. But the rumor is that he tickles people's feet while they're under anesthesia. Well, don't wear flip-flops. What do I have to wear on my feet? I haven't had surgery in years. I have to wear like. Are those. you going to get those bootsies? It's <laughs> like. Why can't I just wear flip flops? Because then they'll tickle your feet. Damn. Grant Eric, talk wrestling, Taz. Yes. All caps. He gets it. <laughs> Stan Von Hachi. Is general anesthesia anything like Colonel DeBeers? <laughs> Well done. Anytime anybody can mention Chrome DeBeers, I pop from AWA success. Bobby Peterson, you'll get a compression stocking. Excuse me? I'm not a cross-dresser, sir. Whatever floats your boat. Whoever's into that, that's their prerogative. That's not my style. I don't wear stockings, Dennis. I'm like Joe Namath. Oh, he did first. <clears throat> yeah. Jay Munez, where's your procedure? It's in a hospital. <laughs> I walked in that one. Jeez. Anyway, I'm going to have to go here in a minute. Scott Tupin, uh, not caps. What did you think of SummerSlam? Oh, I didn't see it, Scott. I'll watch it next summer. I missed it. I don't know if it was good or not. I like to watch my Summer Slams a year late. <laughs> my Bills versus Chiefs <laughs> games. <laughs> you guys got any uh, like Week One stuff? <laughs> yeah, the season ends. No, I'm talking preseason. <laughs> not the not the regular season. Uh, really got to scout the backup, backup, backup guard. Oh God! What my favorite though? Offensive lineman. No segue at all here. Um, of all time. I don't know if I, I think I mentioned this before. It was a New England Patriot, believe it or not. I know that sounds crazy. What are you nuts? It was. One of my favorite offensive linemen ever. One of my favorite football players to watch. One of my top ten. That should be a new off the hook. Top ten football. It's not even off the hook, though. Can't do that. One of my favorite football players actually was New England Patriot. 
It's true. I'm done with the tablets. John Hanna, one of the greatest offensive linemen of all time, went to University of Alabama, stud. Another guy I loved was a guy named Bob Kuchenberg. You ever hear him? Cooch? Yeah, from Ma- Miami Dolphins, number 67. I, yeah, I can't remember where he played before Miami Dolphins. Bob Kuchenberg. Maybe the Cardinals. I can't remember. That was I find it ago. interesting that you enjoy old school linemen. Oh, I love offensive line play. To me, is the game. The game. You know, it's a cliche you hear in football. The game is won and lost on the offensive line and defensive line and line of scrimmage. What's the truth? You being one of the greatest linebackers in the history of Orange County, you Games know in that. the trenches. The game is uh, another cliche. The game is won and lost in the trenches. And so I, I love line play. And, uh, you know, I was a lineman. Uh, I was a linebacker and a lineman. So I, I respect good line play. You know what I mean? On the offensive side and defensive side. You know? That's where the ball starts. Seriously. I love line play. I love China. So, you know what I mean? So anyway. So, uh, that's really it. I guess, bro. You know, this show is gonna be a wrap, and I won't be back until um. I won't be back until uh, what do you call it? Friday live, maybe. Should be ninety-five percent, ninety-four percent. It just went down. <laughs> you know what I did notice. Yeah. If I tweet out something, oh, you think I'll let me bring my phone in the uh, OR operating room inside terms? I think you should try to. And then you could you could do a IG live. I do IG, the IG live. live. I do IG live all the time. Prior you, you've to been the, watching it or not? You don't watch my IG live, do you? Not in the mo- not when you come in because I'm good. You know why? Do you don't want to yeah, watch? Well, it. No, I don't. I don't mind a little burial. Well, 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 who said I buried you? Why? That means you watched it. I got sources. You got stooges. I do. Mike Johnson's texting me. It's probably Anthony. Yeah, he's. I, I can't watch Taz. <laughs> I gotta look at him for two hours plus every day. When are we going Christmas caroling? <laughs> Mike Hogan. Be well, Taz. Thank you, Mike. This Facebook Live comment. Have a safe surgery, Marcel Millet says. My main man, Tazu. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for all the well wishes. Um, I'll be good to go. I'm an old son of a bitch, but I, I still got some toughness in me. You know? That some bitch tickles my feet. If someone tells me when I wake up, I will hunt him down and beat his ass with my left hand. Because I can't use my right. I will. I will just put my f- two feet in my left hand. Get the whole gimmick on my other hand. Doctor, touch my feet, mama. Whoop his ass. You know what I mean? I gotta go. All right, guys. Look, <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate you guys listening to the show, live or audio, audio on demand, or watching. Live. Thank you. And uh, thanks for watching the VOD, and thanks for interacting on the phone or Twitter or the Gimme Chat or Facebook Live. Much appreciated. Love you guys. You know that. Love everybody in this world. For everybody here on the Taz Show, we'll be back on Friday. And uh, thanks for all the well wishes And uh, talk to you guys on Friday Be well in the days of my space And screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller All these people acting fake, man And to be honest
honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cuz we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my and getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm up and now